Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is TeacherCast podcast episode number 195. Today, we're talking to you guys all about a fantastic division of Microsoft called the Microsoft Learning Consultants, a way for your school district to hook up with some amazing trainers and get professional development support for your teachers. If you are out there and looking for some great Microsoft resources, we have many of them for you. You can head on over to teachercast.net slash Microsoft EDU and check out literally hundreds of blog posts, podcasts, screenshots, and soon, yes, coming soon, we have a complete online course coming out all about Microsoft Teams featuring two amazing MIE trainers. If you're looking for some great Microsoft resources today, check out teachercast.net slash Microsoft EDU. And welcome back. We hope you guys are enjoying the spring season. Of course, many of us are still under snow. And we are looking forward to a great season coming up here. I have four fantastic uh, guests on today from the Microsoft Learning Consultants team. I want to bring on my first guest, Ms. Lindsay Troynowski. Lindsay, how are you today? Welcome to the show. I'm great. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us. It is so great to have you and your team on the show. We've not ever done a show on Microsoft Learning Consultants. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what are Microsoft Learning Consultants? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my, me, myself, I'm a former uh, teacher, educator. I taught K through six um, prior to this role and I've been in this role for about three years now. And really what Microsoft Learning Consultants do is we, we go into schools, we go into classrooms, we go into um, admin meetings and, and trainings and actually complete Office 365 and STEM trainings and trainings on Microsoft and education. Um, so my colleagues that are here um, are working in different markets than I am. Um, and uh, we are kind of based around 15 different major cities in the U.S. So I'm based in Philadelphia and my colleagues are based in other uh, major U.S. cities. Would you like to introduce them? Absolutely. We're here today to talk all about how you guys can get connected with a learning consultant. I want to bring on today from the great city of Washington, D.C., Zia Hassan. Zia, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for being here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how are things going down in Washington, D.C. these days? (laughs) Things are going great in D.C. We have an amazing uh, opportunity right now. Many school districts in our area are, um, are thinking about their tools more Um, more closely than they've ever thought about uh, their tools. They're thinking about what tools are going to unlock potential for students. And um, we're there to help people ease into any transitions they're doing with Microsoft. Um, So right now in the district, uh, you know, I'm I'm visiting about two schools a day um, because a lot of people are, are, are hearing about all the cool tools that we have and they want more instruction around the stuff they already have access to. Well, it is so nice to have you here. I also want to bring on Brandon Peterson. Brandon, how are you today? Thanks. Thanks for having us. I'm doing wonderful. So I am the Microsoft Learning Consultant in Colorado, uh, focusing mostly on our major school districts in Denver. And uh, like the others mentioned, we have the amazing, amazing, amazing opportunity to be the free learning consultant and spend our time just uh, being ambassadors for all of the Microsoft products, which there are so many of them. There isn't just like Word out there. In fact, I barely do sessions on Word now. It's exciting to be able to do a lot of the other things we're doing, especially as our students are going one-to-one with Microsoft devices. Uh, And of course, I get to geek out and do Minecraft a lot. So that's where I get to have my thrill and see student math come to life 
uh, in the pixelated screen. So That is awesome. I'm looking forward to learning more about that. And finally, but last but not least, I want to bring on Miss Danielle Vogel Olson. Danielle, how are you today? Welcome to the show. I'm great. Thanks, Jeff, for having us. I um, hail from the great state of Texas, and I'm based out of Houston. And as you know, Texas is a ginormous state. If you don't know that, then you should know that because it's huge and I have a counterpart in Dallas, but I'm in Houston. And like Brandon said, we share free professional development with teachers and districts in our states and areas um, on all of the good Microsoft products. I like to say we share the Microsoft joy with anyone and everyone who needs it. Well, thank you, everybody, for being here. I'm excited about this show. Let's kind of take a step back here because your position here as a Microsoft Learning Consultant is essentially to help and support school districts and to provide trainings. Am I pretty clear on that one, Lindsay? That's, that's about the basic idea here? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we are a free resource. So talk to us a little bit about this. How, how does a school district connect with you guys as learning consultants? Yeah, so there's many ways to really connect with us. Um, one way to connect with us for sure is through Twitter. We all have Twitter uh, contacts as well. But um, another way is to really just go into your Microsoft store that's closest to you and ask for more resources. Uh, we are a resource that works really closely with the Microsoft stores in your area. Um, and they can absolutely contact us and get you more free training. Um, we also sometimes do training at the Microsoft stores. So there's really uh, ways to, to kind of get in touch with us other than just reaching out to us via Twitter. But of course, that's definitely one way to do so. Now, when we're looking at the different kinds of training, Zia, what do you find many people ask you for? I know uh, Brandon was just saying he, he used to get a lot of Word. Now he's getting a lot of Minecraft. What, 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 what are school districts really, really asking for these days? Uh, the big three for me seem to be OneNote, Teams, and Minecraft. And I think especially with things like OneNote, um, many people, including teachers, have never experienced something like a digital notebook before. Um, they just don't understand that concept. It's just something just new to them. Um, so it's really great to bring. I've been digital notebooking since I was like 2006. Um, and so it really, it's really great to bring stuff like that to, uh, to teachers that have never seen it before, who feel like they're overflowing in Word documents and want a better way to organize. Um, and, uh, and then Teams, of course, has been a really amazing tool for us. We use it every day. It's come so far in the last year. They added rubric-based grading to, to assignments. Um, and then to just, just uh, in recent times, I've done uh, a lot of Minecraft uh, training as well, as Brandon was saying, um, because people are really looking to use that as a, a tool to engage their students. Um, and it's, it's just been really cool seeing teachers open up to the idea of gaming being a, a learning tool as well. Now, Brandon, I see you shaking your head there. Would you agree that, you know, Teams, OneNote, and I would say Minecraft is a biggie, of course, these days? Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, I really love that you brought up OneNote, Zia, because uh, sketch noting is becoming a really hot trend in uh, education right now and getting students to think about how best to take notes. And so what's really neat is that a lot of research right now is showing that the most uh, effective way for students to actually retain information is through note taking. It's like a, it's a timeless strategy, but students can take notes in a variety of ways. And so it's really exciting to see that OneNote, like items like OneNote or even Microsoft Fresh Paint or Microsoft Whiteboard are all amazing ways that students can do sketch noting. 
And so it's been really fun to show how the draw tools that were exclusive to OneNote are now in like almost every Office 365 product. And so definitely spending a lot of time with that. Yeah, as, Z- as Zia mentioned, Teams is going to be a game changer next school year. Uh, how it integrates into grading platforms and even into some LMS systems. Uh, it's really starting to do some incredible things. And then, of course, Minecraft is huge. Just teachers aren't gamers, and uh, we don't expect them to be, actually. And so hopefully through the trainings that we provide that are hands-on and interactive, uh, they understand that. In fact, Microsoft said recently that uh, our goal is not to turn your students into gamers. It's to turn your gamers into students. And I really like that philosophy. Uh, so it's been fun to get teachers to kind of become a little bit of uh, a gamer and see what it's really all about. I, I love that quote of turning gamers into students because so many kids these days are, you know, while while their social studies class is running, they're secretly playing Minecraft in the background. Right? They're doing all these different things. <laughs> Daniela, they're jumping uh, into other kids' worlds. It's oh, hilarious. Of course they are. <laughs> and, and they're doing all this stuff. You know, really on the backs of great devices. We're going to talk a yep. little bit about some of the things that that students and teachers are working on these days. But Danielle, I wanted to, to ask you a little bit because you know you said that Texas is a big state. I I would agree with you on that. <laughs> Let's say that I was in Texas or Oklahoma or some place you know that that's got a lot of land around me. How does somebody bring you into the school district? I mean, it's quite possible you're six or eight or ten hours away from that school district. How does the process work if you are remote but are interested in getting some support? So um, Texas is huge, and it is oftentimes difficult for me to get to districts that are, you know, three, four, five hours away. And what I do is connect with them via email a lot of times or even sometimes over Twitter. Um, And then we do virtual meetings and I do set up virtual trainings. I've worked a lot with um, a particular district that's right outside of San Antonio in the Hill Country several times. And we have actually set up trainings on all things Office 365 during their teachers planning periods. And we've done it over Skype and I've recorded those meetings and then provided those um, links to those schools so that the teachers could watch them over again if they needed to review any of the content that we covered. I'd like to point out that as well, we're at a lot of the national conferences. So you'll see us at like ISTE this summer. Uh, You'll see it like we were just at Q and FETC. So look for us at conferences. Uh, especially any of your local ISTE affiliate uh, chapters, which there are, you know, there's a ton of those throughout the year. And uh, look for us there. There's usually a way for them for you to track us down. We'll, of course, give you the links to all of that to, you know, stalk us on Twitter. Uh, Feel free to definitely tweet to us, to any one of us, and we can help you find the consultant closest to you. Uh, Another thing, too, is to reach out to whoever are your Microsoft reps uh, in education. Uh, So working with your local IT directors to find out who is your Microsoft rep, usually they can connect uh, to us as well. Uh, You know, as Lindsay mentioned, we're in about 16 states. So um, it's, you know, kind of pick or choose in some some cases, but we're definitely here to help you or find other resources that you have. Some of our states that don't have MLCs have access to other trainers that can come in as well. And a lot of our... uh, education teams have education background as well. So 
uh, sometimes you just need to ask. You never know what resources you have in front of you. And, and I want to echo that. You know, uh, the reason why we're doing this show is because a few weeks ago we were down at FETC in Florida, and that's where I met Lindsay. And you never know when you're going to these conferences who you're going to meet. So I, I highly recommend hang out at, you know, and I, I use the term, hang out at the booths. Meet everybody. Meet the MIEs. Meet the people who work directly for Microsoft Education. Get to know them. Get to know the people who are supporting you. Lindsay, I know that Microsoft has a huge network of training resources, right? Everybody knows that you can go over to education.microsoft.com. There's a ton of online courses. I know coming up soon, April 15th, is when the applications are coming out to become a Microsoft Innovative Educator. So we're all excited about that question I have for you Lindsay is how do I know as a teacher if I can go to education.microsoft and take a course or as a teacher can I just call you and get some training one-to-one or do you have to be uh, connected to by a school district yeah no absolutely we can get in touch with just individual teachers and and do uh, trainings that way usually what I'll do is if an individual teacher contacts me I'll I'll get contacts for their school district and we'll kind of work something out through their school district. But absolutely any one of us can point you in the right direction, whether you're looking for a team's training or maybe you're looking for more accessibility support in your classroom and you want to differentiate a little bit with some of our tools. Um, We have so many different tools that have so many built in free, non-stigmatizing ways to actually bring that accessible, uh, that accessible content to your students. So um, things like immersive reader and learning tools that are built right into OneNote and Word, um, you know, those are types of things that we can absolutely come in and do a whole training on. Um, But we can also give you supports and ways to find those things on your own. Um, Support.office.com slash education also has some training resources as well. So if you're a tech coach for your district and you want to actually complete some trainings for your district, Um, You can actually find teacher training packs in that uh, support.office.com slash education uh, that will actually help you to train as well. This is TeacherCast podcast episode number 195. Today we're talking to the Microsoft Learning Consultants. All of the links that we're going to be talking about today are in our show notes. So you can look up our our, uh, podcast 195 in our archives here. Now... I'm glad that you guys said earlier that Teams and OneNote are major, major uh, training uh, points for you guys here. Because last week on our Ask the Tech Coach show, we did an entire show focusing on how to be a technology coach, how to train teachers on OneNote and Teams. So while I have you guys here, I was hoping maybe you could help me add to that show. When you guys are doing training and you're talking to the trainers, what advice do you give them for Teams? It's... It's something that we're getting into. You know, we mentioned earlier we're actually building an online course here of how to do Teams, but it's still this huge shell of an application that's got a ton of other applications into it. What advice do you have to any school district or any tech trainer out there that's looking to teach their teachers, what is this new application? My first piece of advice is to create a channel that's like the playground or the test kitchen or the laboratory that you can just mess around in or create a team that is like literally just like messing around um, either way so that there's no worry that you're going to break something or connect something or do whatever. Uh, And that's usually the first thing I do with a lot of the folks that are there because I don't want to point and click and show you everything. You actually need to get in there 
and play with it and figure out all the things it can do. Uh, we were talking earlier about how even just adding a tab and clicking the website icon actually opens up the door to like infinite possibilities because you can embed in almost any website into Teams. And so really just get in there and play and uh, poke around. Uh, two tricks that I've learned from Microsoft is look for ellipsis, which are the three dots that you'll see, not ellipses, because, well, although in this case you would say ellipses because it's plural. Uh, so always look for ellipses and carrots. They're hiding throughout all of our products, and that means there's more. So find them like they're little Easter eggs and see what all you can do, because really we make it look simple, yet it gets really robust. And so that's what I really do in a lot of chains is I'm like, I give them 10 minutes to like go on a scavenger hunt. I'll put up a checklist of 10 things that you can do in teams. And can you find it? Uh, but you got to use it. I can only preach to you for so long before you actually just need to use it and figure out all the things it does, like slay email. Like your email box will dramatically go away using Teams. I, I like the idea of taking them on a feature scavenger hunt. That is a good idea. Now, when Brandon's saying feature scavenger hunt, and these are some of the tricks that he does, would I get the same experience as a school district, no matter which of the 16 um, MLCs? Do you guys all work off of the same training docs, or does Microsoft ask you guys to do individual training slide decks? How does it work as far as a, a, a um, the, the teamwork aspect, I would say, for what you guys do? We're all so far away from each other because we all work in different markets in the country. And um, so we really get to see each other at conferences. But in the meantime, we use Teams to stay connected to each other. I mean, we really are um, always asking questions of each other. We're uh, developing ideas with each other. Um, and it happens over Teams. It also happens over just uh, just text messages and emails as well. Um, and then there's some projects that we've gotten to actually collaborate on recently um, in person, uh, or at least... Um, remotely, but we've got to work on each other's uh, markets, which has been really exciting and fun. Um, and I will say what's really nice is that while we all do work together and we bounce ideas off each other, we build our own content and we work with individual school districts to design professional development that fits what their needs are. And that's really huge because a lot of school districts will bring people in who have a scripted piece of PD and we do not have that. We can answer any questions they have and design professional development to fit whatever it is that you know their idea is or the resources that they need and answer the questions that that each individual district has, um, which I think is a huge strength of the MLC program. Yeah, I agree, Danielle. It's so powerful how uh, we definitely feed off of each other and we definitely share resources and we all sort of wear different uh, speciality like chef's hats. Uh, so, you know, a lot of times I get asked about Minecraft and then I'll ask, you know, a lot of folks about like OneNote. Uh, and so we do that. But to Danielle's point, yeah, we work directly with our school districts to meet their standards here in Colorado. Every district has different standards. So I definitely have to ensure I'm meeting the different district initiatives and those academia goals. And I think that is what's really powerful is um, we definitely don't try to do death by PowerPoint, as amazing as PowerPoint is, uh, and do more things that relate to it. So I'll literally just be like, let's open OneNote. And, uh, you know, uh, 
knowing what their standards are or what their focus is. You know, you mentioned the educator community. We're not all about just products. We have problem-based learning in there, design thinking. So we can tie it to things where we do a design thinking strategy using OneNote. And that's what's so powerful. All of us are uh, come from an education background. And so we can tell our stories of the classroom. And we can also tell our stories of uh, the, of this where we've been as far as school leadership is concerned. And so we bring a lot to the classroom. We bring more than just the knowledge of the products that we are um, sharing with teachers. We bring our own experiences of technology, integrating technology in the classroom and of curriculum and, you know, the strategies for student learning. And so I think that's another, um, you know, big plus for the MLC program is that all of us have, had experiences in schools and so we bring that to the table too you know the thing that you have said multiple times on the show today is that the service that you offer teachers and school districts is free so the question of course i want to just circle back to is how do people get in touch with you Lindsay? what is the best way for somebody to reach out or for a school district to reach out and work with you so I think definitely getting in touch with us via Twitter, but like we had mentioned, get in touch with your Microsoft representative, whoever's working in your area. If you have a store closest to you, get in touch there. If you are listening to this podcast and you want to get in touch with one of us, we will definitely put our Twitter links there. But um, you can absolutely get in touch with anybody who works in Microsoft and say, hey, I want to get in touch with a Microsoft learning consultant. How do I do that? And they can get you to us. Um, so we all really work closely together. And, you know, like we said, we are completely free to you guys. If you guys are out in the middle of the nowhere, we in the middle of nowhere, we can definitely do virtual trainings as well. Um, so this is not just a, a one size fits all. You have to be in the center city of Philadelphia to use me as a, a resource. Um, I absolutely travel and we also do virtual trainings as well. So please, you know, feel free to reach out to your closest store or uh, your closest rep or get in touch with us via Twitter. Um, and we would be happy to point you in the right direction. Yep. We use a hashtag all year. That's uh, MLC Adventures. So you can look for that on Twitter to find a bunch of us. Uh, as well, you can visit our short link for our webinars, which has all of our educator uh, profiles linked on there. So you can go to aka.ms slash MLC webinars. So those might be two other really nice kind of web page ways. We don't have like a super duper official page that spotlights. Well, all that's what we do, but it's a really long link that we'll give to Jeff to give to you all. But there's some easier ways, like stalking us on Twitter. Uh, I always say, like, direct message me on Twitter. It's the best way to get a hold of me. Like, we'll give you our emails as well. But, like, email is just not the, like, fun 21st century way. So uh, Twitter is definitely the way to go. So make sure that you check out our show notes over here in the TeacherCast archives. This is TeacherCast podcast episode number 195. And before we close up here today, I wanted to bring a subject up that is near and dear to our hearts here on TeacherCast, as I know it is to everybody's. You know, we mentioned it earlier, the MIE program every year kind of refreshes itself. And in April, uh, August, April, April 15th, the application process comes out again, where Thousands of educators all around the world get a chance to nominate others and self-nominate themselves for the MIE program. I love going out to conferences, especially ISTE this year, and getting a chance to meet and work with all of the amazing MIEs. I'm going to ask this of each of you. 
But the question I want to ask you is, what does the MIE program mean to you guys? Maybe you were an MIE before becoming an MLC, lots of acronyms, but even working with your school districts and, and getting a chance to meet some of the MIEs and MIE experts out there. Danielle, what does it mean to have the MIE program on your side? So I am an MIE expert, and I'm also the MIE fellow for... Region 6, which is uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Louisiana. And I can tell you that this program is the best professional learning network I have ever, 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 ever been a part of. We um, are a supportive group of educators who are passionate about our students, are, we are passionate about our curriculum, we are passionate about content and how we are using technology to support student learning, not because it's a piece of technology. Um, but we also have a really great time together and we, I have been able to meet people just from all over the country that I never thought I would be able to meet who are just great humans. I mean, and, and just, and great educators as well. How do you feel about Flopsy? Um, love me some Flopsy. And um, <laughs> I, I do have to tell you that I have, um, I have a Flopsy saved in my Amazon cart. <laughs> and I'm trying to like find a way to justify to my husband my purchase of Flopsy. Oh, okay, because so, people are, are driving right now. Let's just let them, let, let's break the fourth wall. Danielle, who is Flopsy? Flopsy is our mascot for the MIE Expert Program. She is a llama um, and oftentimes, llama. and oftentimes can be seen wearing a purple cape yes. and uh, very excited about OneNote. Yes. Brandon, what does the MIE program mean to you? Uh, so I was not uh, in the MIE program at all before becoming an MLC, which was really uh, exciting. I think to Danielle's point, what I love is that anyone can go to education.microsoft.com today and start to take courses and earn badges, which the badging system is amazing, by the way. They're, like we said earlier, there's ways to like get a badge on problem-based learning or the sustainable uh, policy for the UN is a, an incredible one as well. Uh, and those are policies they use world or global, yeah, worldwide. And I think the biggest thing for me is when I came into it, like Danielle said, like, you know, you hear about other things like the Apple Distinguished Educator Program or the uh, Google Innovative Ex um, Educator and MIE is that Microsoft side, but more than that, it's a global perspective. Like there are people around the world that care about education just as much as we do. And so it's kind of, it was nice for me to get out of my bubble and see like, oh, we're not the only ones worried about computer science. We're not the only ones trying to get our students to be critical thinkers. Um, but to truly be able to do the global collaboration piece and be able to Skype with these other teachers uh, and have our kids see what the world around them looks like is powerful. It was literally, I think like in my first days as an MLC, and we Skyped a classroom in Spain and the kids like opened our world. They care about pollution and want to actually collaborate live time in 365. And so that was really kind of the opening uh, aha for me is I'm like, oh, wow, the rest of the world is serious about that. And I didn't have that perspective and I didn't see that perspective in other programs. 
as much as I see in Microsoft because the world sort of runs on it. And that's pretty incredible to see. They're fanatics. Zia, what does the MIE program mean to you? Well, I have to agree with uh, Brandon and Danielle um, that uh, those are really good answers. Um, I would add to that authority. Um, people in schools, I really think, uh, are, are often told by administrators what programs they should be using every single year, what technologies they should be using. So when you become an MIE, you suddenly become a leader. You become a voice in your district. And that gives you the authority to show people how to use the tools in a way that makes sense to teachers, not because your administration decided to buy a particular package or because it was just the thing you used last year, but you actually have the knowledge to understand how to use these tools to unlock student potential. And I think that's really powerful. Lindsay, you got three tough answers here. What does the MIE program mean to you? You're, you're on the hot spot here. Yeah, no, I've, uh, I've been an MIE expert now for two years. Um, and I think just more than anything, what I've seen in the last couple of years is just the camaraderie and the community that is built around this program is just phenomenal. Um, what I've seen in Pennsylvania and New Jersey specifically is a lot of slower adopters to Office 365 who are now kind of getting getting their bearings and, and really kind of going out and using the tools come to me and say, you know, I started using this because of this person who is who I met through being an MIE expert. And, you know, just to kind of hear that and that it's not just me, you know, out here in Philadelphia and New, New Jersey trying to to get these tools out there. But, um, you know, this this community of teachers and coaches and administrators and, you know, all of these wonderful educators just kind of coming together and saying, hey, look what I'm doing in my classroom. And here are all the tools that you need to do the same thing. And they're free. Um, I think that alone kind of, you know, builds that community and it kind of gets people really excited about uh, the program and about Microsoft in education. There is certainly a lot to be excited about when it comes to Microsoft and education. All the links you can find are over on education.microsoft.com. Log in. It is all free. You can take online courses. You can become an MIE. You can apply to be an MIEE. And uh, you can work your way up into becoming a trainer and really become that person in your school district to help lead the way into your digital transformation. I want to say thank you guys out there for, for helping people out. Now, you guys have all said find us on Twitter. So this is the moment here. We want you guys to please share with us. Danielle, what is the Twitter address that we can find you at? You can find me at twitter.com slash cyber savvy girl. And thank you so much for being here. Brendan. Twitter.com slash Den underscore Peterson. And I'm going to spell it out for you because it's quite a common name. So it's D-E-N underscore P-E-T-E-R-S-E-N. And Zia. Mine is just Teacher Systems. One word. Nice. Reach out to these amazing people. Lindsay, where can we find you on Twitter? And uh, I'll give you the last word here. Talk to the people out there that are, are thinking... This sounds like an amazing program. How do I convince my school district to bring these people in for free? We need this. Take the last word here. Okay, well, you can find me at uh, Twitter. Um, I am at L Troynowski, T-R-O-Y-A-N-O-S-K-I. Um, and I think just in general, um, you know, what we kind of bring to the table is not only the perspective of the teacher teaching teachers, which, you know, a lot of times is kind of the 
the last straw for Edmund. They say, you know what, that's what we need. Um, but also, you know, we bring the perspective of other educators as well. So we've been working with educators, um, you know, some of us now for four years in this role, and we can kind of see the progression and see kind of what what's going on. And I think, you know, the the best thing that you can do for your teachers, if you're an admin out there, is get them training. They need training. Um, and we can do that for free uh, for those teachers. And teachers, you guys listening, the best thing that you can do for your fellow educators is get training. Um, so, you know, talking with your supervisors and with your um, curriculum people about, hey, there's this free training opportunity. Um, it's called Microsoft Learning Consultants. That is the best thing that you can do to better your classroom, to better your students' education. So reach out to us. We're, we're more than happy to help. You know, as somebody who has been an instructional technology coach for the last four years, I know firsthand it is a difficult job. Sometimes you're in one building, sometimes you're in multiple buildings, and sometimes you're in multiple grade levels. It is not an easy job for one person to do, let alone one person on multiple systems. That is why Microsoft has this amazing system called the Microsoft Learning Consultants. It is free. All of the resources that we've been talking about today can be found over at TeacherCast podcast episode number 195. You can check it out in our archives over at TeacherCast.net. And of course, you can visit TeacherCast.net slash Microsoft EDU for this and all of our shows. We've got dozens of Microsoft podcasts. We've also got our Microsoft Innovative Educator Spotlight Series podcast, which we've got two full seasons of. Check that content content out today and of course look over there for our upcoming online course all about Microsoft Teams and how you guys can be using it in your classrooms. Of course if you have any questions check out Danielle, Lindsay, Brendan and Zia today. They would love to help you guys out and meet you and your teachers. We want to again say thank you to everybody at the Microsoft Education Team. They have been amazing supporters of us over the last Oh, six years or so. And we want to say thank you for everything. We are looking forward to working with them at ISTE. Nobody knows this yet, but I am officially going to be going to ISTE this year um, on behalf of the Microsoft education team, working with these amazing people. So look for me there. I'll be doing some interviews. I'll be doing some training. I'll be doing some presenting at the Microsoft education booth. I am looking forward to it. Lindsay and I are going to take everybody out for some pretzels and some cheesesteaks, aren't we, Lindsay? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and so what really love. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to getting back into Philadelphia, checking out that Liberty Bell and giving personal tours of the Kimmel Center. Guys, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this show and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. There's, of course, several other great things over on TeacherCast. If you're looking to bring podcasting into your classroom, I can't say enough things about our brand new channel, Podcasting with Students. We've got some great ways of how to bring podcasting into your classrooms using Microsoft products and using Windows 10 devices. So check all that stuff out today over at Podcast podcastingwithstudents.com. And on behalf of everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. 